We ask, merciful Father, that you would uh, bless your word and uh, encourage us through it. And Heavenly Father, we pray, especially at this time, you would help us to be thankful, uh, always thankful for all your mercies. Let's turn to God's word tonight. Well, thank you for turning up uh, and being with us. And tonight we're continuing a series on prayer. Uh, and we've seen one of the ways that we've been thinking about prayer has been through those letters A-C-T-S. Adoration. Last week we're looking at confession. Tonight we're looking at thanksgiving. And next week George is going to be looking at supplication. That's humbly asking God things. And last week we saw that confession leads to thanksgiving. Saying sorry for our sins leads to thinking of how great a salvation we have. What Christ has done for us in his death on the cross. It leads us, it should bring us with a heart of thankfulness. And tonight we're looking at a passage that was actually in my Lent readings, Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. If you've been following Sinclair Ferguson's uh, little book, The Seek and the Save, uh, you've read this passage on Tuesday. Uh, and he says that uh, contacting leprosy, contract, contact leprosy meant immediate isolation from social life. It meant that, like me, who has a chest infection, you're isolated, but so much more. The only way to protect the community, uh, we know what Sinclair means, don't we? Uh, cut off from family, friends and colleagues. Sinclair says that the only society available to the lepers were other lepers. And this little leprous band of 10 probably heard from others that Jesus had healed leprosy. And so they shout over the gap, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us, have pity on us. Sinclair points out that if you read Luke's Gospel, that mercy is an important theme. You can see it in chapter 1, verse 50, verse 54, verse 58, verse 72, and verse 78 of chapter 1. It features again and again, and it's a part of the punchline in the parable of the Good Samaritan. He's the one who showed, chapter 10, verse 37, mercy. Somehow these lepers have heard Jesus, unlike the Pharisees that Jesus tells them to go to speak to, he's the one that's merciful. And he is. In our passage, we'll see that Jesus heals all 10 lepers, but only one comes back to thank him. And when I think about praying, I would say I do say thank you to God. But often when I say thank you, it's just going through the motions of it. And after I've said thank you very quickly, I then go on with this big, long list of needs of what I want from God. There are other times, though, when I'm reminded of what I'm really thankful for. I can remember, and I think I've told you the story before, as a student in the Church of Ireland Theological Institute of not having much money. What made matters worse was that uh, as I was going down to college, Lisa was made redundant from her teaching job. It was a worrying time for us. We tried to manage as best we could, but inevitably, when there's a little money coming in and bills are going out, you go into the red. Well, we prayed and we prayed for the Lord to provide. And then that very Sunday, my student placement church gave me a check during the service. It was a check with a note saying in it that the select vestry felt God saying to them that they should give me some support. Their check was exactly the amount to bring our bank balance back into the black. And you may have a similar story. I'd love to hear it. Uh, and you might, like me, say, 
You might, like me, say thank you to God before you give your list of needs. Or maybe, like me as well, you only thank him when your prayers are answered. Or only when you see amazing things happen. You know, we often don't take time to say thank you to God for the small things in life. You know, if anybody else did a fraction of what God has done for us, we'd be showering them with thanks. So tonight, let's look at thankfulness and what place it should take in our hearts. What thankfulness means to God and how we we practically are a thankful people. So let's look at the why. Why should saying thank you be part of our prayers? Well, let's ask the question like this. Who is it that genuinely says thank you to God? Does everyone you know? As you walk about your streets or maybe not, or but even listen to the TV, does everybody say thank you to God? Does the average person on the street before we were under lockdown say thank you to God? No, most people won't. Sadly, they don't believe in him. They don't know him and therefore they don't think there's anything to say thank you for. Others do know God exists, but as Paul says in Romans 1, even with this knowledge, they neither glorify him nor give him thanks. But we as Christians are called to give thanks to God. We recognize that God exists, that he's good, that he's acting in our world and in our lives. And so we should be thankful. And giving thanks is a fundamental part of Christianity. And it's the only response we can offer to God for all that he has done for us. For creating for us, for providing for us, for giving us his only son to die in our place. But there's another reason why we should give thanks to God. And that's because God cares about thanks. He notices gratitude and he notices ingratitude. Let's look at our passage this evening. These 10 lepers have heard about Jesus. They're in a desperate situation. They need him to heal them. And they ask him to heal them. Now that's all good. And then when only one of the 10 lepers comes back to Jesus, what's Jesus' response? Look at verse 17. Jesus asks, we're not all 10 cleansed. Where are the other nine? We're not told where they are or where they were, why they didn't come back to him. Did they not think that Jesus had healed them? Were they too busy with their restored lives to, to go back or did they just forget how it happened? We're not told. But the point is that Jesus noticed who gave thanks and who didn't. And we know from our own experience that that's not nice, is it? When we give somebody a present or do something for somebody, you know, we want to do it today for our mothers, don't we? We want to say thank you for them. But when we don't, it's not nice. It's not something good. So we've looked at the why. Now let's look at the what. Well, do we say thank you to God? Or do we assume that he knows we are thankful? Well, we still bother to ask him for stuff. So we should still bother to say thank you. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Present a request to God. Notice the with thanksgiving part there. R.T. Kendall has a little book called Thanking God. And he writes that one day he realized that it was better to physically speak out his thanksgiving to God. To actually not just pray it in his head, but to 
but to speak it out because doing that reminded him all that God had done for him and it showed him what he had never taken the time to thank God for. So from that moment on, he made his thanksgiving a priority in his life and he spoke it out. You see, when we say thank you to God, it brings him glory. It brings him glory. A funny story was a Sunday school teacher was asking his children, well, what sort of things should we thank God for? One of the boys was thinking for a little while and he said, thank you, God, that we don't live in the time of the dinosaurs. I think that's a good prayer. See, there are lots of things that we can give thanks to God for. Just spend some time thinking about them. Then voice them out to God. Let's, let's, let's think about some of the stuff. God making us, creating us, saving us through his son, Jesus, giving us an upbringing in the West, education, food, clothing, housing, his presence with us, his forgiveness, his grace, answered prayer. And even when God answers no to our prayer for our good. Everything that we have comes from you and of your own we give you, we pray. And there can be a tendency to forget that it's God who provides all those things of life and start to take credit for ourselves, to take pride in our own sufficiency and strength. Doesn't that, this coronavirus, teach us that there is nothing we can do? But when we start thanking God in prayer, it brings a new perspective on our lives. We start realising that God is behind all the good that we've received. And that we must not take credit for the things that are purely the gift of God. So then when should we give God thanks? Well, I don't think thanking God should be a one-off event. There needs to be a continual thanksgiving reaction for all that God is doing for us. We want to thank him uh, all the time and develop a habit of thanking him. Now, it may seem more realistic to thank God occasionally when things are going well. But what about when life is hard? When you're sick or hurt, when you've lost a job, or there's a loss of a loved one, when you're in fear and anxiety. Are we still to give thanks in those times? Some people say no. As Job's wife would say when he lost all his children and all his possessions, she told them, didn't she? Why don't you just curse God and die? But we are to thank God in all circumstances. Listen to the Apostle Paul again. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, even in the midst of coronavirus. Give thanks in the midst of coronavirus, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So how can we do this? Well, by realising that no matter how things, how hard things are, there is always something to be thankful for. Remember, we're not just living for this life. So we can start by thanking God for sending Jesus to die for us and giving us eternal life. And as we begin to thank God, our focus will change from our problems and on to God, his kingdom, and gaining his eternal perspective on our lives. We will see how small we are and how big God is and our grumbling, praise God, will be curtailed. Also by remembering that when times are hard, as we are facing, God is in charge and he can use even the bad circumstances for our good. Let me tell you a story uh, that our bishop was sharing with me yesterday. He had uh, just wanted to stop in the shops about 11 o'clock for a quick chocolate bar. I think he and his wife wanted a few nibbles. And when he got to the door of the, of the I think it was the Tesco's, it was shut. 
and he walked back to his car uh, and he was driving out of the Tesco's and a girl started flashing her lights on. And he pulled the car over and said, is there something wrong? Have I got a flat tire? And she said, no, I noticed that you went to the shop and the door was closed. Like, I've got a big load of shopping. Take what you want. In these times, we can see the worst of people and the best of people. And God can use even the bad circumstances for our good. When we suffer, we tend to blame God, don't we? Why me, God? But even in our suffering, he can use the hard times to mould our character and refine our faith. You might have heard of a lady called Joni Erickson Tada. She, as a young girl, a young teenager, dived into a, a river and she hit her head against the bottom. And actually, now she's a quadriplegic. She, she, she can only feel things uh, from the neck up. And in her book, The God I Love, she writes, Sometimes God allows what he hates to accomplish what he loves. Let me say that again. Sometimes God allows what he hates to accomplish what he loves. So we can still thank God in the midst of the terrible circumstances. And boy, don't we need to hear that. Because our momentary hardships are nothing compared to the life to come for those who believe. We know that God is control. So how do we thank God? Well, let's finish by looking at that. How practically can we be our, uh, thanking God and making that a regular part of our life? Well, I, I think there's a number of ways of doing this. At the most simplistic level, we need to be taught to, to thank God as we teach our children to say thank you to people. So when you're around young people, you kind of notice that they don't always come out with thank you, do they? When they receive a gift, maybe your auntie brings them a gift or something like that, and the grateful child might be so caught up with the excitement of getting the present that they don't say thank you. And so the parent has to give them a little whisper in their ear, say thank you to Auntie Mary there. Please say thank you to Uncle John. Please, please say thank you. They may not even realize that they're supposed to say thank you. It's the same when they go around a house to another house to play. They don't always say thank you to the host for having them, do they? It's down to the parents to have a quiet word in the ear. Say thank you. Say thank you for having me. See, saying thank you needs to be taught before it's a habit. But once we've started to be taught to say thank you, well, then the best time to say thank you to God is at the beginning of your prayer. If you're not a frequent prayer or you don't feel confidence in praying to God, then use this prayer. Say thank you, God, for Jesus. Thank you, God, for my life. Thank you, God, for the things that I have. Start your prayers by thanking God and you'll find that the words come easily. Trying to thank God for the things that mean a lot to you. Think of those things that you find important. There are loads of good things to choose from. The next level, the medium level we could call it, is all about remembering what God has done for us in our lives. Maybe we could write it down and then give thanks to God in prayer. It's so easy to forget things, isn't it? Especially at my age. You write it down when God does something in your life and then you'll never forget it. You'll not only have a great list to thank God for, but it's also a great evangelistic tool. When someone asks you what difference God has ever made in your life or what's God done in your life recently, you'll be able to tell them what God has done. So maybe write the things down, all the things you're thankful for. When God has answered prayer in a specific way, write it down and give thanks to God for how he answers prayer. Spend time thinking back about all the things God has done in your life. Write it down and then give thanks to God. And finally, in closing, the next level is to do with praise. 
If you're wanting more of God, then you'll see that thanking God will lead to praise of God and praising God for who he is. If you've got a Bible, turn in your Bible to Psalm 105. I'll give you a little second to do that. Just in the middle of your Bible, you'll hit the Psalms and then find a Psalm 105. And as we start reading that, the, the first three verses say this. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him. Tell of his wonderful acts. Glory in his name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. See, for Christians today, one of the main reasons for thankfulness is the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Bringing forgiveness of sins and eternal life. And when we begin to say God, to say, to say to God, thank you for sending Jesus, this leads to praise God just for being God. You may, may have noticed that how many worship songs do that. They, they start with giving thanks and end up just praising God for who he is. Really thanking God is just praising God for who he is. Because as we recognize what God has done for us, and we start thanking him for it, that will develop into seeking after God, knowing him and abiding in him, giving praise and glory and adoration, and ultimately our full love. That's the greatest command, isn't it? For Christians, is love God with all our heart, mind, and soul. And this begins and springs from having a heart of thankfulness. We're going to pray a prayer now that's in our prayer books. It's called the General Thanksgiving. Uh, and you may want to look, after, look at this later on. But I'm going to pray it. Uh, and you might have your prayer book beside you. Or you may want to look for it later on. But we're going to pray. Let's pray together. Almighty God, Father of all mercies. We, your unworthy servants, give you most humble and hearty thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all mankind. We praise you for our creation, preservation and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and the hope of glory. Give us, we pray, such a sense of all your mercies that our hearts may be sincerely thankful so that we may show forth your praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all glory, honour and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.